today. Rinpoche concluded the section on the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment on calm abiding capacities. The smallest scope are called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, and these are teachings that lead to the higher realms of cyclic existence. The practitioner engages in going for refuge to the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, engages in the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities, and in dependence upon those practices, able to achieve higher realm rebirth. The next level of teachings are the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and these are for practitioners who wish to achieve individual liberation or their own nirvana. This practitioner engages in the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, concentration, and wisdom. And in dependence upon these three trainings, he or she will be able to achieve nirvana. And then the last uh, division of teachings are the teachings for beings of great capacity. And these are teachings that lead to complete Buddhahood. This practitioner engages in all the previous mentioned teachings and couples them with the mind that aspires to enlightenment and then the practice of the six perfections and independence upon these practices he or she becomes a buddha so these are how this is the way we would divide the teachings by way of three capacities diso uh, so everyone we're on page 96 we're number 3 a specific presentation of the way to proceed along the mundane path is where we're going to begin today Shiraji Tene Sanjun 
because they're, they're using a lot of different terms in here. I was just reading the English as he was reading the Tibetan, and it's quite confusing. So um, that's all. I was just trying to clarify it. It's not that I could even begin to understand what this means, but I just, light clarification I was looking for. So that's what we were talking about. I don't ever like to have a conversation and not translate it. Okay, we're on page 96, number three. A specific presentation of the way to proceed along the mundane path. Here there are two sections. The need to achieve meditative serenity before proceeding on the path bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness and the basis of meditative serenity, the way to freedom from attachment to the desire realm. A, the need to achieve meditative serenity before proceeding on the path bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness. One who cultivates the path bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness by way of discernment of characteristics must first achieve the meditative serenity explained earlier. For the ornament for the Mahayana Sutra says, Upon increasing this concentration and by increasing it further, the yogi achieves actual meditative stabilization. This states that one who has achieved the previously explained ninth mental state together with pliancy increases this concentration and thereby achieves actual meditative stabilization. Moreover, from the time of the ninth mental state up until you achieve the attention of the discernment of characteristics, you are said to attain a beginner at attention, first attainment of serenity. Once you have achieved the attention of the discernment of characteristics and you cultivate out of a desire to purify afflictions, you are said to attain a beginner at purifying afflictions. So one who cultivates the discernment of characteristics first achieves attention, serenity, the Shravaka level states. A beginner at attention is a beginner while not attaining attention with respect to one-pointedness on the aspects of calmness and coarseness. And until reaching one-pointedness, a beginner at purifying afflictions occurs after attaining the attention and begins with the attainment of the attention of the discernment of characteristics, an attention which desires to purify the mind from the afflictions and is a familiarization with this practice. Also at the beginning of the fourth section it is said you cultivate the mundane and supermundane paths of detachment after you have achieved serenity. The very extensive explanation in the Shravaka levels of the process of eliminating afflictions by first accomplishing the serenity explained above and then achieving mundane and supermundane insight does not clearly appear in other treatises on knowledge. Former scholars who have learned in the earlier higher and lower texts on knowledge also have not clearly articulated this process of eliminating afflictions on the basis of the first accomplishing the one-pointed serenity. Therefore, if you have not understood well this explanation, in the Shravaka levels, you might have the mistake, following mistaken idea. The lowest stage on the path of the meditative stabilizations of the form realm and the meditative absorptions of the formless realm is the access to the first meditative stabilization. And the first of these six types of attention explained with respect to this is the discernment of characteristics. Therefore, the discernment of characteristics is a state of mind at the beginning of the access. It is very incorrect to hold such a view for these reasons. Without achieving serenity, you have no way to produce access to the first meditative stabilization. If you do not achieve this access you will not achieve serenity and since discernment of characteristics consists of analytical meditation by cultivating it you will not be able to newly accomplish serenity that you have not achieved earlier 
According to the quotation from the levels of yogic deeds cited earlier, there is no pliancy and one-pointedness within the desire realm, and the sutra unraveling the intended meaning and so on state that if you do not achieve pliancy, you will not accomplish serenity. Thus, if you do not achieve the first access state, you will not achieve serenity. Therefore, the first of the six types of attention of the first access state, the six causal attentions in the list of the seven attentions mentioned below, is the entrance to cultivating the insight included in the access state. But it is not right at the beginning of the first access state, for it is, must be preceded by the serenity that is included in the access state. All states of concentration prior to the achievement of the concentrations included in the first access state are solely mental one-pointedness in the desire realm. So if you adhere to the explanation in the classic texts, there are very few who achieve even serenity, let alone insight. So uh, just as a translator's note, it's just if you saw this in an outline form, if, if you were, just as a translator's note, if you were in the monastery, you'd memorize out of a text all of these in an outline form, all of these different levels that lead up to serenity. So... There's a lot of these words that um, are being used here that you would really need to know that outline. So when we get to question and answer, if your specificity around this is going to be hard for me to translate, just to put that out front right now, because I'm, I'm even confused with the words, trying to figure out what this word, this translation committee is referring to, if it's calm abiding, or if it's the first concentration level. So um, I just want to put that out there as a translator that I'm... I'm having a very hard time understanding what this means as well. And I just want to take one moment just to see in uh, Meditation on Emptiness, there's a chart that has the uh, nine concentration levels. I'll look this up after class. We don't need to take any time right now. But uh, I'll, if, if there is what I believe is in here, um, and that's a chart that clarifies all of this, I'll copy it or something, and we'll, we'll get it. I'll get it to everyone. Um, it shows um, where on the concentrations levels you reach the form and formless realm meditations and so forth, so it might clarify it for people. Okay, dig song Rinpoche, go manchik. So calm abiding is referring to getting to that place where this um, object is stable and immovable. There's like this uh, completely stable object that you can focus on. Chabatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamatamat
Sinaju Kunsu Dubi, Wantajila, Dene, Hatoniki, Dene, Sila Niki, Wanto, Ndu, Nedu Tambi, Dubai, Sinet, Sinet, Sinaju Wanto, Sibi Siro, Chadder Dubi, Laton Telayan, Dembi, Nabatin, Dan, Sirajin, Nabatin, Sirajin, Nabatin, Nizi, Chabatan, Tuashi, Tule, Dene, Lanchemi, and Gone, Chadder, Drutu, Nabayeno, Jidene, Damages, Jidene, Damages, Tawatunzi, John, Mabe, Shurubadan, and Chuntaba, Damabe, Tawa, Dan, Deba, Niki, Gumba, Gumba, Yoto, Tele, Tenda, Gumba, Nemopon, God Dunno Mongeo, Dunyala,古董曼呢,你也没有得得,得下地,你知道,都是用于,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古董,古
So I did find the chart, but unfortunately it uses all the, the terms that I'm familiar with. So it's not linking unless I look at the, the Tibetan is transliterated here. So I can take it back, but it won't help anybody who doesn't read Tibetan at this point. So I did find the chart. Um, so maybe I can, we'll see. I don't want to make any promises, but my work has slowed down, so I can do things a little bit, maybe. Okay, so um, where did I leave off? I'm sorry. Um, I can figure it out if we don't know. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. And then we stop at 599 on the bottom. On the basis of... On the basis of meditative serenity, the way to freedom from attachment to the desire realm. Once you have become familiar with just the meditative serenity explained earlier, which bears the many attributes of clarity, non-discursive awareness, etc., if you do not cultivate either of the two kinds of insight, you will not be able to suspend even the manifest afflictions of the desire realm. In that case, what need is there to mention cultivating the seeds of afflictions and 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 there to men eliminating, sorry, not cultivating, the seeds of afflictions and cognitive obscurations. Therefore, if you wish to achieve the first stabilization, which is free of attachment to the desire realm, cultivate insight on the basis of that serenity. Qualm. Well, why does this not contradict the earlier statement that if you become accustomed to serenity alone, you will suppress manifest afflictions. Reply, there is no problem, for the earlier explanation subsumed mundane insight under the category of meditative serenity. But this explanation refers to the serenity that is included in the first access state and that precedes both types and in of insight. Moreover, with respect to the insight that accomplishes freedom from attachment, there are two ways of freeing oneself, one by means of insight bearing the aspect of the truth and the other by the insight that bears the aspects of calmness and coarseness. The pre this present discussion is a presentation of the way to accomplish freedom from attachment by a way of the left of the latter of these two paths. With regard to this, the persons who cultivate it are both non-Buddhists, who utterly lack the view of selflessness, and followers 
of this teaching, Buddhists who have the view of selflessness. The type of path they cultivate in order to eliminate the afflictions accords with the teachings on the Shravaka levels. This is Selpuyomari Rinpoche. For the sake of freedom from the desire realm, diligent yogis use the seven types of attention and subsequently achieve their freedom. The seven types of attention are the attention of the discernment of characteristics, arisal from belief, isolation, delight or withdrawal, analysis, final application, and the result of final application. Among those, the final one is the attention at the time of entering the actual state of meditative stabilization upon being freed from attachment to the desire realm. So this is what is to be accomplished, while the former six are what accomplishes it. So, so moving from the desire realm to the form and formless realm in meditation is required. Um, because pliancy is required and pliancy recurs there. If in this case you are not eliminating the afflictions through meditation on the meaning of selflessness, then what kind of thing are you establishing and then meditating on to eliminate the afflictions? Reply, although other manifest afflictions of the desire realm are eliminated with this path bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness, the phrase to free yourself from attachment to the desire realm refers chiefly to eliminating attachment by way of its antidote. Moreover, attachment refers here to yearning for and attachment to the five sensory objects of the desire realm. The antidote to this is to regard sensory objects as disadvantageous in a multitude of ways. By thus adhering to the opposite of the mode of apprehension of attachment and then accustoming yourself to it, you become free from attachment to the desire realm. Furthermore, you may have the firm certainty of the discernment of the characteristics um, and unmistaken discernment of the faults of the desire realm and the good qualities of the first meditative stabilization. Nonetheless, if you have not already accomplished serenity, you will not be able to achieve, eliminate mental afflictions no matter how familiar you become with distinguishing between these, those faults and good qualities. Moreover, even if you have achieved serenity, if you do not analyze with discernment, however much you cultivate serenity, you will not be able to eliminate afflictions. Thus, you must eliminate them by way of cultivating both serenity and insight. This is the procedure for every elimination of afflictions. In that case, the seven types of attention are described as follows. The knowledge, the knowledge of the characteristics, the discernment of characteristics, in which one distinguishes between the faults and advantages of the lower and higher realms, levels, entails the integration of study and reflection by means of mental states arisen from study on some occasions and those arisen from reflection on other occasions. By familiarizing yourself in this way, you will exclusively believe in the objects of calmness and coarseness by way of meditation that transcends study and reflection, and thus this is the attention arisen from belief. In this regard, the Shravaka level states, focusing on that very sign, coarseness and calmness, you cultivate serenity and insight. And even in the passage concerning the sixth attention, there is reference to the cultivating serenity and insight. The passage on the first attention speaks of focusing on the six elements, including the meaning, and in other passages, this focusing is frequently referred to as insight. Hence, even though this does not entail cultivating the view of selflessness, it is insight. Dixon. Denai yiche. Denai yiche. Denai yiche. Tama. Tama, tama, tama. Tsik tama. Denai. Denai. Tsik tama, tama. Tsik tama. 
Ten aici... Ten aici, ten aici, căsă, și la nici tutu gune, ne mă-mă, e-mi gune, și la sosu, și e-mi tuntini, la iandă, iandă, ceva, ceva, ne, la tungu mă ilas, iandă, ceva, și ne zitun la, și zitun ceva, și ne gumba vă. Te etera gumbi ezi, ni da, ni, ni da, ni da, tamudne, ni da, tamudne, sânge pe nebo. Te etera și la, ni susu, 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 remă, gumba, gumba la tine, dubi, nimu, cembo, cembo, nimu, nimu, cembi, nebo, șeba, na, rodă, șeba, ila, șeba, Sejau, 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 tu vă zimbui, mi-ai zimbui, mi-ai zimbui, mi-ai după ce se dă la gomba, gomba la gomba, la Gombe, debi, nemocumu, nebăgeba în ziua, tatuba, seba, ila, seba, ila, seba, ila, șau. Ezi, sunt bata, ezi, sunt bata, seba, trubane, nemocumu, nebu, teedra, nemocumu, pune, cumu, pune, debi, nemocumu, ne-mungunjo-a-tan-ji-chun-ne-re-ji-la-chun-se-chan-mungjo-a-se-te-sabin-ten-chun-ba-sabin-ten-chun-ba-men-o-chun-de-chun-sa-men-ba-men-se-la
Sardin la hasube, Sardin la hasube. Moi, j'ai dit, j'ai dit, j'ai dit, j'ai dit, j'ai Sardin-Jetan-Zumé-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-Zi-
Okay, so Ramache said now we've we've completed the section and we move on to insight, but we haven't done that yet. Let me finish uh, and get this read. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> Having some technical difficulties here. And then I'm gonna need the page because my book just closed. Thank you. You can hear me? Is that good? All right, top of 100. 
Thus, in the context of these types of attention, you eliminate afflictions after you have meditated by way of both serenity and insight. Here is how you cultivate the two. You cultivate insight by repeatedly analyzing the distinct objects of calmness and coarseness. And at the conclusion of this analysis, you cultivate serenity by one-pointedly focusing on these objects of calmness and coarseness. The second and first types of attention in such meditation are the antidote of disillusionment. When on the basis of familiarizing yourself with alternating, uh, with the alternating cultivation of serenity and insight in that way, you give rise to the antidote to the great afflictions of the desire realm. This is called isolated attention. Further, the attention of delight or withdrawal is when you are able to eliminate middling afflictions by means of it, uh, alternating cultivation of serenity and insight. Then, when you see that the desire realm's afflictions that obstruct your endeavors in virtue are not, cultivate, are not activated either while abiding in concentration or when you have arisen from it, uh, do not have the coarse thought, now I have eliminated the afflictions, rather analyze. Is the attachment of the sensual attractions not being activated while I am not freed of it, or is it not activated after I have been freed from it? Then in order to test this, watch attachment arise when you focus on a very beautiful object of attachment. Thereafter, your interest in meditation for the sake of eliminating this attachment is analytical attention. This gets rid of the conceit of thinking that you have eliminated that which has not been eliminated. Then again, so you test yourselves. Then again, you both analytically um, discriminate the objects of calmness and coarseness as before and focus one pointedly at the conclusion of the analysis. The attention of the final application is when by meditating in this way you give rise to the antidote to the small afflictions of the desire realm. The third, fourth, and sixth types of attention are antidotes that eliminate afflictions. Thus, number seven, when you have eliminated the small afflictions, you have overcome all manifest afflictions of the desire realm, and for the time being they are not activated in the slightest degree, but you have not completely destroyed the seeds of these afflictions. By this means you are freed from attachment to states up to nothingness, but since you are unable to stop even the manifest afflictions of the peak of cyclic existence, you cannot transcend the cycle of existence. Moreover, on the basis of meditative stabilizations, you also achieve the five kinds of super-knowledge. But I shall not discuss them due to the fear of verbosity. <laughs> since this is elaborated upon in a Sangha Shravaka levels, uh, look there. <laughs> for you wouldn't want to be verbose nowadays there is no one who is, who uses these methods to accomplish the actual meditative stabilization and so on so there is no one to lead you astray nevertheless if you generate an understanding that is not confined to a mere general verbal description of them it is very helpful for avoiding the pitfalls of concentration other than these that would make sense why it's not so clear because it's not a normal method. Such concentrations of the four meditative stabilizations of the form realm and the four meditative absorptions of the formless realm, as well as the five kinds of super knowledge as shared with non-Buddhists. So even if you achieve such extraordinary concentrations, not only will you not be liberated from cyclic existence by these alone, they even bind you to the cycle of existence. Therefore, seek discerning insight and view and the view of selflessness, and do not be satisfied with serenity alone. 
alone. Even if you lack extensive knowledge of the means of accomplishing the actual first stabilization and so on, you should certainly look carefully into the heart of the following discussions and come to know at least something of the teachings themselves, free of your own fabrications. The discussion given above concerning the nine ways of focusing your mind set forth on the previously cited Manyamaka stages of meditation that are the means of accomplishing the aforementioned serenity or insight that comes from the profound perfection of wisdom sutras, etc., their intended meaning as expounded in Maitreya's ornament of the Mahayana sutras, the noble Asanga's summary discussions of them in his Bodhisattva's levels, compendium of knowledge, and a compendium of determination, and an extensive explanation of them in the Shravaka levels in accordance with the indication in his compendium of bases, the um, Bastu Samgraha. Uh, that both serenity and insight are discussed in the Shravaka levels. The discussions of their meaning in the Madhyamaka stages of meditation and Ratna Karashanti's instructions for the perfection of wisdom and also the way to accomplish serenity through the eight antidotes and the ways to eliminate the five faults in Maitreya's separation of the middle from the extremes. Some practitioners of meditative stabilizations are not even familiar with the mere names of the meditations. Some become familiar with just the words and then they study the classics, but they do not properly understand the meaning. When they then get around to practice, they see no need for those treatises, discard them as being of no account and sustain their meditation. Consequently, when they achieve a state of concentration that is fit to be included in the category of serenity, they maintain that it is concentration on emptiness, which is an indication that they have not discerned the point of practice with careful understanding. When they achieve nearly the ninth mental state, which is a concentration common to non both Buddhists and non-Buddhists, they claim they have experienced the completion stage of highest yoga tantra with its complete characteristics. Many of these persons, after they have mingled meditative equipoise with the post-meditative state, mistakenly assert that this experience is uninterrupted, non-discursive wisdom. When you gain proper certainty concerning the previous explanations, you will not be deceived by the mere dis uh, designation of such enticing terms as meditation on the objectless, the signless, and the definitive meaning. By knowing the extent of the meanings of these concentrations, you will recognize what are and are not deviations from the path. Therefore, become skilled in the stages of accomplishing concentration taught in these authoritative treatises. Here I say, Profound are the descriptions of the stages for achieving concentration. Well taught in the sutra and the great commentaries, those of little intelligence do not precisely comprehend them, projecting the faults of their own minds upon others. Thinking there are no instructions there for sustaining non-discursive awareness, they do not look for them in texts that have them, and they think they have found them after they diligently seeking them where they do not exist. Such people fail to distinguish between even the concentrations of Buddhists and non-Buddhists. What need, then, is there to mention their precisely distinguishing the differences between concentrations of the Mahayana and Hinayana and of the Vajrayana and, pra and Paramichayana? Seeing this situation, I have explained in simple words the way to sustain concentration as taught in the classics. O oh, friends who have trained for many years in the classics, do not discard your precious precious gem in favor of others costume jewelry but recognize you have something of great value there is nothing apart from the meaning of the instructions and in the treatises you have studied knowing this the master of the sages said there is bliss in the forest for those of great learning analyze these words may even those meditators who place their hopes in sheer determination 
Though they have not first acquired a proper discernment of how to practice the measure of success for the path of a fully non-discursive focused serenity, come to know precisely the way to sustain meditation in reliance on the learned. Otherwise, there is less harm if they take for a while a refreshing break from the teachings of the conqueror. This explanation of the way to achieve serenity uses the treatises of Maitreyana Sangha is for the sake of preserving for a long time the teachings of the conqueror. Among the stages of the path of a person's of great capacity, this concludes the explanation of how those who are training in the deeds of the bodhisattvas in serenity, which, medita uh, which is meditative stabilization. Okay, Digsung. So now... Um, we have a time for question and answer, but do bear in mind that any specificity with, in terms of uh, some of these categories, I don't have the vocabulary. I don't know what word they're talking about, what word, and it won't, I won't be able to do it here. So, Coleman. That's English stuff. Um, omniscient is all-knowing, and omnipotent means you are all power. You can control anything. A Buddha is omniscient, knows everything, but can't, con doesn't control everything, can't control your karma. So a god in Christianity is omnipotent, right. is a creator, is a destroyer, etc. Buddhism, uh, Buddha, is, Buddha is omniscient, which is just all-knowing, okay. knows everything. Okay. So if he knows everything, then... Does he not need to ask questions? Or um, no, just he already knows, but he Buddha asks knows questions. everything. There is to possibly know. Okay. that's the that's what omniscience is okay. to know everything there is to know. Dan has a question. And then there's some over here too. Rinpoche, um, my question has to do with um, the afflictions and the process. Oh, sorry, the process of. Um, removing the afflictions via um, serenity and insight. So um, I, I understand the concept abstractly of removing ignorance, which causes the afflictions, but I don't really understand on a more intuitive level what it's like to remove the afflictions or to remove the, the root of the afflictions. So if you could describe more like on a maybe like, I don't know if you would describe as a feeling level, but like... He's not gonna, but it's yeah, just gonna be like, the detail. You know what I mean? It, you can't really... That's, so like, they've said over and over maybe, in the text you can't explain the feeling of emptiness. So, so maybe what, what, what would be helpful to say is that does the, is the, does the following metaphor work to describe uh, the experience of removing the afflictions? Say, for example, I feel like a grasping in my, in my, in my body. Like maybe it's coming from tension that comes from grasping in your body that I can't. What does that mean? So like maybe like I have like a, a tension in my body from stress. So you, your body hurts? No, my body feels tense. Tense. Okay. Yeah. So so that's kind of like like grasping. It's like a tension. So when I, my body totally feels different though. It's not. I, I can't. There's no way I can in Tibetan. Is everybody in the room agreeing? Like how how do a tension grasping is being attached to seeing something and you become attached to it. Tension is something is something completely different. I, tension could be the body is tense. Grasping is something that specifically happens mentally. It does not happen physically. But would, wouldn't you say that tension in the body comes from grasping of the mind? It could, but it might not too. It could just come from, you know, uh, 
just a reaction. But sure, everything comes from grasping ultimately. Yes. Okay. Sure. So, At the root of everything is grasping. So yeah. you can't get out of that. Okay. So um, I want to get your question asked. Yeah. I'm not trying to be silly. I just, it, it's got to make sense to Rinpoche to ask yeah. it. Um, so maybe it's most helpful to, to take a, an example of. Um, grasping is like you see a Ferrari yeah. and you really want it bad. Yeah, yeah. You're grasping at the Ferrari. Okay, so let's take an example of that. Okay. So, so you have an experience of a Ferrari and then you really want it bad. Okay. So then in that moment, if you have an experience of, of genuine insight, which is coupled with serenity, for example, uh, then you would have the release of that. Okay. Of that, I, that so how does serenity and insight then get rid of somehow this grasping? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That... That makes sense. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Rinpoche. Uh, Rinpoche is on water restriction. So, right? Is that what's going on? Yeah. So just be, fluid. don't fluid. get fluid restriction. So just don't, you know, I know everybody wants to be helpful, but it will, it will really, it'll mess up this entire kidney treatment. It's that serious. Like, like an eight ounce of water is a huge deal. So just so you know, it's not Ted being crazy, uh, anything. Yeah, right. The, isn't water the basis of it all fluid, though? You know what I'm trying to say? It's just liquid. No liquid. Um, okay. Kongi triwa de. The mota shera yapo dana. Then da zingdu. Mota zingdu. Ducha. Ducha yuna. Then susujua ducha yuna. Then mota yapo dana. Then a mota zingdu. Then a. Gar shene shine dang latung kandre pentogudu de zin. Gar shene de zin nepo kandre kandre. The mota zin nepo shine dang latung kandre kandre. The tomba ni tsalo dana de ni da zin yomare. This lay labu do. Mota la meni vichaba yabaina? Lesso. What is shene dang latung de nukumbaina? The nyebu words. Kandre. Gar shene kumichiwa. ダモダトウデネシネダラドマタバトトナゴバイナうんダトチャバルヌノゴマダメメタパダントマニニチャメタパサンロダンダンニトマニサンダンヤジュデトマニヤクシュデントマニサンロダンガシネデモタヤデ
the way you get to special insight is through a now analytical meditation. Um, and if you are able to then get to the point where your analysis can be stabilized, then that would be um, insight. But the way that it does help is that, first of all, if you use the impermanence, um, for instance, your meditation on impermanence and your object of observation is that car that is so wonderful. While you're, you're meditating, first of all, analysis of it, you can see the momentary disintegration um, and that it does not have any permanent um, greatness that doesn't disintegrate. Um, and then, you know, through um, meditation, you can get to the point where that is a very subtle um, object of observation, the impermanence of the car, um, just that subtle, subtle object of observation. But what is the, the best way to do it would be to utilize emptiness because you see that that car has no actual real greatness to it. Um, it's merely designated great because of various parts that I'm putting together in my mind that I think are great because of various reasons that then all when they come together I label as great. But that car doesn't have any true nature or any actual greatness uh, that's aside from what I project onto it. So by meditating upon uh, calm abiding and special insight, you get to the point where you're at an inferential valid cognition of emptiness. Once you, um, uh, when you have that union of calm abiding and special insight uh, on the, the path of preparation, that's the last moment you're an ordinary being because you, you have such a profound understanding of emptiness that it's incontrovertible. You just have an experience, <laughs> have that experience that you speak of that's so hard to explain yet. But you've gotten to the point where you know it incontrovertibly through inferential valid cognition once you reach that union of calm abiding and special insight. So that's the way. You're refining more and more your reaction to the way things actually are. So you're, you're refining it more and more so you can't be attached to something that really isn't desirous, really. You know what I mean? So that's how you would use calm abiding special I insight to, to kind of untangle the, the projections. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I have one more uh, uh, question. Uh, this is for Rinpoche. And this has to do with basically um, what, what I've... Uh, selected as being my like virtuous approach to pr uh, producing a life, a living for myself. Um, basically, uh, I teach guided meditation. Uh, it's it's the most fundamental aspects of of uh, focusing on the breath and loving kindness practices. And um, I also offer like some some basic theory that has to do with understanding. Uh, uh, meditation and the spiritual path, um, but I, I teach it in a context that is available to any person's disposition. So I don't teach specifically Buddhism, and I don't purport to be a Buddhist teacher. Mm -hmm. um, but what I teach is specifically so that people who are atheists can come and they can do meditation and they can reap the benefits of it, and people who are Christian can come and reap the benefits of meditation. Um, and I try to offer it in their particular context that they can understand what they're doing. Um, and uh, I consider myself to be kind of like a gateway to 
being able to get to further levels of meditation that I wouldn't be able to offer them. So, so I've, I'm just um, interested in knowing what Rinpoche has to say about that. So you're making a living off of this. That's yeah. that's the uh, Rinpoche. Con triwa de de con leka sarpa rasong, con salo mambo dansong, de leka gari yakshu, de nga leka gari pentoshu, then con sampa leka yakshu, con me jenda, de gom trigare, then e con ulengare, and con sampa di yapudu, then e con chapra jagare, then nga gon jaken gom gom gegen then chapter ja nga gom gegen then ngulen then kon nga nampa the chapter yomare kon chuluk kanga the gom trigudu then nampa dan jewish dan hindu dan kache kanga yona digre kangisine kon nampi gom trigumare U gom dan le labi gom trigadu. Then they con the good sogare. Then chiran salo garyu be. Leka gom leka gom gom gegen yabudue. Yabudus. Garis yabudue. Yabudu. Mul pen yabudue. Yabudus. Okay, so if it's beneficial to people, it's good. Luta china pentogu due. Luta china pentogu due. Luta china The lenjap le labo dakpar yakshu yomare. Gangin sena de kon chapra dana, then kon gom hakogomare, then kon luta de kasakala drogare. Then eight sampa di yapi yomare. Then eight salo. Okay. So if a dude, or a, sorry, if a person had already achieved the path of seeing, like in future lives, would he be like, oh, I'm safe? Or would he just have like this, would he know it? Or Would they, if someone yeah. reached the path of seeing, would and, they and know? Beyond, they, like, you know what I mean? Like, then Rinpoche, then they con, chapter chi shena, kensa Rinpoche lapsong, nga gom gegen yapudu. Nama samo de dansong. Then con, jantro domba me nish nipja dansong. Samo, Nama, California la, Chinsung. Then con, chapter, nga, kensarimbiche getru, nga toku yin. Then me mambo lesson, con, ngu mambo lesson, rason. Then con, jantro dumba nanson. Then me mambo, the anger gusun, con, gegen yomare. Then con, tepa tsar. Then kanga nampa yomare. Okay, uh, then rimbiche, the ton lam, kongi triwa. Ton lam lena? Ton lampa ha kogudu nga ton lampa yin nga papa yin kon ha kogudu e. Ha kogudu. Then e kon nga the nyawa dan yida dan nyawa yanjer the drogumare ha kogudu e. Kon gutsogudu e. Ha kogumare. He said, Rimache said that they know that they are aryas. They are clear that they have seen emptiness. But whether or not they know I'm not going to the lower realm. He said, I don't know. I have to say something. I'm sorry. Uh, one thing that I, what I was just talking to Rinpoche about is that one thing that we all have to be aware of there, I'm not going to use any names. Rinpoche had a student 10 years ago who had some, some problems 
they came. Um, I'm using they. I'm not sure if it's a boy, man, or woman. Came dressed in monks' robes, but was not ordained. I was not an ordained person, um, but was saying that they had a vision of the Dalai Lama, who ordained them, and uh, ordained them, and told them that they were a tulku. Um, so came here and was telling us all this, and we were just trying to help this person. So, you know, Rinpoche actually gave him one of his, uh, gave her, I th really, it's her, gave her one of his uh, shirts. You know, we were just really trying to be compassionate and be helpful and say, very good, what you're doing is very good. And um, let me tell you what happened from that. This person went out to California, made up a fake badge that said the Chenrezig Tibetan Buddhist Center, made up advertising that said, Kenser Rinpoche said he was a tolku and gave him a tolku shirt because Rinpoche only has Namgyal robes, which have the yellow, which are for tolkus or Namgyal monks. But if you don't know it's a Namgyal monk, they thought it was a tolku. 200 people in California came to seek refuge from this person. They did a fake ceremony, reading fake Tibetan. All these people believed it was true, and I got a phone call because somebody was starting to question it from California, and they said, is this person associated with your center? And I had to tell these people that put this thing on that this person was a charlatan, had no idea about Tibetan Buddhism, and was not qualified in any way whatsoever to give refuge vows. Now, no, hold on. This, this, it's about Dan's question. So just be very careful. I know you said that you don't teach Buddhism. This is a totally different story. But just be very, very careful. Rinpoche said that's a good way to do it. Because he's not going to, you know, he doesn't know. He's just going to say that's good. But just you've really got to check yourself, man, and know you're qualified. You're really helping that person. You're not guiding them down a wrong path. Because I, in my earlier days of Buddhism, brought people to the center and did guided meditation with them. And I wish I never had done it um, because they weren't ready. And the, what I was teaching them, I thought was basic, and they weren't ready. All kinds of stuff about child abuse came up in the meditation. We were sitting over there in session, and I was nowhere near qualified to handle what was going on in that room. And I was supposed to be leading it. And I just want to share that, those two things that I've been in the shoes of that I wasn't really supposed to be standing in before, and I've seen someone else do it. And all, I don't know if those people, any of them came back to Buddhism, but I know most of them lost faith altogether and just assumed that everything was, was dirty. So just, I, that's what I was talking to Rimche about. I said, are you sure you want to say that it's good just to go teach? Because this is what happened last time. So, I'm not mad or anything. I just, this happened. And this is like, like really, really is horrible that that happened. And I've seen a lot of people teach that are not qualified to teach because it's easy. It's an easy way to make a living. And if, if you're helping people, it's awesome, like he said. But make sure you are because I, I took people down a road I shouldn't have. Professionally, too, I taught meditation, and I was assistant director of a treatment facility for teenage girls, and I did meditation sessions, and we had more restraints the day after we did meditation than any other day of the week. Thank you, and 
Thank you for clarifying that. Um, That's all. <laughs> I wanted to piggyback off of the last two questions. The first question about um, omniscient and omnipotent. Yeah. Um, are Buddhist is Buddha? Does Buddha choose not to be omnipotent because he knows the dangers of exercising that power, or does he just not? Has he just not attained power, or and has no desire to attain? According power? to Buddhism, no one has that. Okay. Because of karma. Beautiful. Okay. Because Buddha is still under the power of karma, and you're under the power of karma. Yes. So Buddha can't change that. So there, right then and there, you sh the omnipotence isn't. Okay. The the rim rimache the sanje the mejenda le jetugumare the konsusu le susu le sanje le yure konsu le yure sanje gewa le le kanga gewa yin me susu jua deeper than gewa nicha then the rimache kongi triwa the the sanje chu yuna Arajeg Tudu. Then the Jesus Nama the the Chu Chu then Arajeson. Then a the Do Balebzuson. Then Sanjay the Dan Tudue. Yo ma Jetu So Sanjay Buddhists can do magical things like I was saying that that so it's not that only Buddha knows and can't do magic, because there are magical things that Buddha can do. I said, you know, there's stories of Jesus turning water into wine and things into bread. I don't know the stories that well, but I said, there's, there's stories of the Buddha doing things like this. And there are. There's a story of Chandrakirti milking a painting when the monastery needed, <laughs> you know, things. So, um, in terms of the question about omnipotence, um, no, not complete omnipotence. As I just asked Rinpoche, the Buddha has his own karma, but it's only virtuous karma. Yes. We have our karma. It's a mix of non-virtuous and virtuous karma. Mm -hmm. The Buddha can't give us his or her karma. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Can't Because yes. he would just, he or she would just be like, write this very second. Here you go. And we'd all be Buddhas because of the great compassion. Yes. If one Buddha could even do it, mm -hmm. we'd all be Buddhas because right. that one Buddha would just do it. So, um, okay, thank you. And then my next question is piggybacked off of the second question before. How can, if someone is in a healing field or any field, yeah, how do we um, put a value on what we're doing? As a spiritual person, I know for me, if I'm exercising a practice where I'm helping others, I don't want to charge, but there has to be a charge because we live in a monetary system. Yeah, yeah. So how do we put a monetary value on helping someone attain what is rightfully theirs? This is going to be tough because Rinpoche doesn't talk about money, never asks mm. for money, doesn't like the subject of money. Mm. But, you know, we're in a society where you have to, I get a stipend here as mm -hmm. a translator. Mm -hmm. Rinpoche receives a stipend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other translators have a fee when they come into town mm -hmm. to do a translation. It's X amount of dollars to mm -hmm. translate. Mm -hmm. um, and you have to do that living in this world. Yeah. Um, so let me start there. The Kongtriwa de. The kon leka, the mejenda pentogdu yakshu, leka yakshu, pemba me pemba leka yakshu. Yene kon sampa ngulena chish dets kensapodu. 
Then Chiron Sano Garyu Bay. The Becha China Ngolena Dixon. Gang Sina the Arila Ngugu. Ngomena Shera Kali Kabudu. Yene the con con the sapa the Gatsilen Kandre Hakogudu. The Chikshena Ja Dixon Nicha Dixon Chitong Dixon then Kandre Hakogudu Gangin Sena the I was saying that we live in a society where you absolutely need money. Is $50 a good fee? $100 a good fee? $1,000 a good fee? A million dollars a good fee? How does one decide what if it, one's service is worth, if it's a service that's of benefit to others, so you want to continue it, but you live in this world where to continue it you need to receive funds? So that's what I just asked. And can you add to that the majority of people who need the services can't afford any of those? Then the the nepa mambo muyo mare. Then kon ropa chena mute tugumare. Then the chik chena me chi gomochiton gangisina kon mu yure. Yene the mu menken mu te gugumare digson. Cheran salo karibe. Chiru kali kapudu. すすすすさんのごめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめめ
it's uh, on one point, and uh, and it's actually more or less the absence of thoughts. Other so, thoughts than that point. That one you had that one thing, yeah. but you, but you have no other thoughts. And I'm Correct. just wondering how those two work together, because the one has the dealing with thoughts, the other one deals with the absence of it's thoughts. It's leading up to you're, you're getting to where you're saying, like, you, you first hear it, the wisdom arisen from hearing, and then you think about it, and then right. it becomes meaning. a topic, that meaning becomes an actual topic in yep. your mind. It's the refinement of it. that okay. the, You're using wisdom to refine it more and more and more, till you can, and then you're also separately, not at the same time, meditating on calm abiding once you get to the point where you have single pointed concentration and you've refined this analysis to the point where you don't have to think of signs and reasoning to understand the point then somehow and i haven't done it so i don't know those two unite and there is just that one object of observation of the wisdom that you were previously thinking about that you can refine to one object coupled with the single pointed meditation that can focus on that one object. That, that might be my next question, and how do you bring the two together? The kongchua the jegong jugong. The chik the salo mambodangu. Chik salo salodang magu. Then kongchua the kandre the shinet hatom yamdu, the julam. Kandre. Gangin sena the chik salodang. Chik salo yomare. Then kandre nyamdu. Okay, so then what happens is, is you, like I, Rinpoche just said exactly what I just said. So you meditate upon uh, wisdom, uh, analytical meditation, and you're refining it and refining it and understanding it more and more without the use of as much thinking, as much sign and reasoning to get to the conclusion. Your, your, your belief in it's becoming more and more incontrovertible without use the need for this and that to arrive at your understanding. And then separately, you're engaging in calm, you know, getting to the point, going through the stages of meditation to get to calm abiding. Once you get to the place of single-pointed concentration, you arrive at calm abiding, then you turn that calm abiding and unite it with the wisdom somehow. And then you have a single topic that you've arrived at with the wisdom that then is focused on by the calm abiding. So just what I said, Rinpoche. So what happens when when that occurs, certain afflictions are are then removed from that process. Certain afflictions. That's what Rinpoche just said. It's an antidote. That that union of calm abiding and special insight occurs. That's an antidote because you've arrived at like one of the last points of ordinary beingship. I'm just... As an example, would be grasping. If you if you took your um, mind on what grasping is, then it becomes an inside, internal thing, grasping. And if you keep your mind on that grasping, over a period of time, you can see it inside of you what the grasping is, and that becomes like 
Uh, well, it's not form, the, though. You got to no, understand. This is not form. What, no, grasping isn't a form, but it's but it's something. It's it's where it started. You don't know. It comes I from the mind. It's it comes a, from the mind. Yeah, it comes but from the, in, the so misunderstanding like, of reality. Can, can the mind get rid of the mind? I mean, is there? Can you? Can the mind look at the mind, or can you? Can the thoughts look at thoughts? Can if you have a thought of of grasping, can that thought look at the thought of grasping? And and if you look at the thought of grasping, this can is you just eliminate? gonna. I I understand I, what you're, yeah. but this is just yeah. gonna. It's what's in philosophy. What's in it called infinite regression, where it, it's just basically you can just keep going around in a circle. Um, the thought of the no, thought, no, thinking of the thought that's thinking of the thought, no, thinking no, thought. No, so yes, to... there is all of that going on yeah. because of dependent origination. You have within your consciousness a lot going on. So you have definitely, you can have a, a thought that apprehends the nature of the mind for sure. Yeah. So you can have a thought that apprehends the, the thought if you're looking at it like that. But I, no. I just, I don't know how to ask that to Rinpoche. No, no I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at how the the thought uh, can get to a point where it becomes empty, or how the can thought it, is the empty. Thought, it never comes to let, a point. It's always say, been. Let's say grasping. Can you get to a point where there is no grasping? Yes, you're a Buddha, but, or you're. And, and how yeah. do you do that? By you removing do, but, ignorance. But, but you can't do that. Can you do that with thought? Can you get to the point of of no grasping with thought? Can you get to the yes? Okay. Yes, because thought, or, or because the ignorance, thought. Mis, incorrect thought and correct thought are both thought. So you can get rid of ignorance by correct thought. So therefore, yeah. you can get rid of grasping with thought, correct thought. But, incorrect thoughts what causes grasping? The grasping at things as being truly established. That's yeah. what grasping is. Believing yeah. that they aren't empty. Right. Once you know they're empty, there's nothing to grasp at. Okay. It's just that point going from grasping to emptiness. It's not, there's not, emptiness yeah. isn't a place you go to. Yeah, emptiness no. is what, grasping is empty. Yeah. Everything is empty. Well, every, that's right. Emptiness is just the reality of things. So when you see emptiness, you just then see how everything is. It's not the place you go to. Right. It's just the realization no, no, I'm not of what about, the way things are. I'm not talking about a place. I'm saying the the method of going to that place. But you just that, said place again. Yeah, okay, yeah, forget about <laughs> place. Just the, the 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 method of going from one to the other. What is the it, other though? I don't. That's what I'm not understanding. Well, it's there's a there's a point in analytical meditation that you're dealing with the words, the meaning, and so forth. And then there's a point that you said you come to a non-cognitive. You, you take that to a point where it becomes um, a newly uncontrovertible, new uncontrovertible, yeah. non-conceptual awareness occurs. Is yeah. what happens. Okay, that's it's that's a direct valid cognition which requires no no sign, requires yeah. no cognition, and is right. new because it just occurred. So that's what occurs. A new cognition occurs which doesn't rely upon any kind of conceptuality. Okay. Yes. So it's just stages, stages, stages. It's just another stage that occurs from going from, like, uh, if, did you, do you know the Tibetan word for consciousness? Yeah. Do you? It's no, Sheba. So now you do. So you okay. just removed an ignorance of the word of consciousness in Tibetan. 
So you see what I mean? It's all stages. It's removing things and adding things. It's by removing ignorance, yeah. then you have knowing. Yes. So you've just transitioned from non-knowing to knowing. So it's just transitioning from non-knowing to knowing. Incorrect to correct. That's all it is. And so the opposite of, of knowing to non-knowing. So you're saying from non-knowing to knowing, then you can go from knowing to non-knowing. Well, no. Yeah, if you're using non-knowing as a synonym for knowing is not truly established, yeah. then sure, because knowing is not truly established. Knowing is empty. Everything is empty. You're not going to find the the chutamche tombani, ikongi tsampa tombani sacha, sacha yen ngatsu tombani drogudu, gangensena the yishu chu la yul la yul the sacha yen. Then konsu tsampa tomba ni dang heaven drado. Then the konsu chudu. Konsu tsampa tomba ni sacha dang drapudu. Ngatsu gomja dene ngatsu tomba ni drogudu. So, emptiness is merely this example. So, right now we believe the I is truly established. Right now there's a belief that this I has some kind of self. I have a self. But this I does not exist inherently. It merely comes into being through a collection of parts that then create this thing that serves as a basis of designation because all these parts came together that then are serve as an appropriate basis to be called Jeff, to be called I. But there's no I that's separate from, from that collection coming together in the naming. So that is its emptiness. The fact that it doesn't have any singular nature, that the I isn't separate, that the I doesn't inherently exist, that's its emptiness. The fact that this I requires parts coming together and then naming, that's its emptiness. That's what emptiness is. Emptiness is nothing more than how things really are. So it's by misunderstanding that, that this I is separate and I'm permanent and I'll always be here, then I get jealous, then I get angry, then I respond because of the, mis the ignorance that I walk around with all the time that believes that I have I and everything I associate with has this solid, substantial reality that is always that way. Whereas it's not, and it's impossible for it to always be that way because of disintegration, because of the way that things come together. So that, that's all. Emptiness is merely... The way things are. Emptiness is the nature of everything. It's not a place. It's not going from empty, in and out of emptiness. It's just empty. When you see emptiness, you see that things really aren't truly established. That's what you see. When you directly perceive emptiness, you have that experience without words to know that all it's... So like, you ever see The Matrix? That part where everything explodes into pieces like that? and then comes back together, that's, that's a great visual explanation of dependent origination. 
And if you could just throw in, they don't do the naming part, but if when you see all that stuff go woo, and then go back together, and then you, if you threw the name on it at that moment when it came back together, that would be its emptiness because it's just a bunch of parts that come together and then can be called something. Okay. Thank you. Maybe uh, we're getting late. One more question, if it's important. Maybe back here. I'm, I'm not sure I have the uh, stages and uh, attentions all sorted out, but, but for it, um, it's, it, people can advance pretty far um, with, without being a Buddhist yes. in, along that in terms of just as a combination of serenity and mundane insight. Yeah. Uh, so that, and that would be, I guess there's sort of two questions that would be sort of a lasting um, benefit. Um, obviously, probably be better if it was in a sort of Buddhist context, but they would still gain some. Well, they talk about it actually can be cause for more grasping at cyclic existence. Yeah, that's what it, You can become very attached to the feeling of meditation. And it's actually one of the pitfalls when you read deep into meditation that a lot of the non-Buddhists fall into is this bliss that you gain from certain stages of meditation they get stuck in and believe or, or nirvana or believe or a state of liberation. So, but um, but then it does say it eliminates afflictions. The not the rimuche, the shilupa, shilupichu, gonjana, shine letudu, nene. Yeah, so the coarse afflictions are destroyed by the non-Buddhist who arrives at calm abiding. Because uh, if my memory of um, the sort of sutras about the Buddha's life story is he, the Shakyamuni Buddha, did learn, like, learned the practice of serenity before he became a Buddha from non-Buddhist teachers. Um, in uh, um, I forgot that I'm forgetting the names right now, but maybe the Samkhya school or something. Well, it was it was these um, you know aesthetics, the okay. ones he met. So right, okay. So then, so yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Non-Buddhists can achieve calm abiding, but not special insight. Okay. So they can achieve calm abiding, single-pointed shine can be achieved, and coarse afflictions do get get rooted out but not the the subtle afflictions because there's no there's no emptiness so someone would be able to teach that though without having special insight would still be able to to teach um meditation these were other other techniques yes um, okay yes yeah Rinpoche is saying if they can achieve the state of calm abiding then they certainly can teach someone how to achieve the state of calm abiding but as it says in here, even though it refu it, there is a, there is a uh, downfall to it, that you can become very attached to it, and then it causes more cyclic existence than it would if you didn't have it. But then later on down the road, it's going to help for sure. But at that moment, if you're looking at what's being destroyed, it might have a dual purpose. It might actually be helping and harming simultaneously. Do you have to be a superior being to realize emptiness, or can you do it, you know, before You that? become one when you do. Okay. So, you, like... When you see emptiness, you become a superior being. Wow. Okay. The papa, the tzatsam, susuju dang papa tzatsam gare. Julan tonlan. Tonlan, tonlan, tobanejil papa lagres. That's so. 
I actually know too, like I didn't achieve anything special, but I did a really long retreat one time on Kala Chakra. I was nowhere near ready to. And I did all these breathing things that are in the secret text, da 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 da. And I achieved this really blissful place that wasn't any kind of, it was just from wind. Maybe from uh, lack of oxygen, holding breath, you know. But I could see how if I didn't have a teacher around me or someone to like, like point the way things really are in text, if I was kind of on my own, like maybe on the internet, you know what I mean, or just kind of like that, how I could have thought I had reached something. Like I thought I saw smoke, like all kinds of things happened, and uh, it was just not true. Um, so anyway. Let's do this. Concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatsu, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance.